Hi, I'm Olivia Holt, and this is the fourth episode of Early Music Gets the Worm by Longleaf School of the Arts Special Topics Music Class. In this episode, we'll be discussing Chapter 6, French and Italian Music in the 14th Century. For this section, Part 1, I will be speaking, and a little bit later you'll get to hear Madeline Young with Part 2. So getting started, um, the first person you want to hear about is Philippe de Vitry, a French composer, poet, church canon, administrator for the Duke of Bourbon and the King of France, and later Bishop of Mew, is named by one writer as the inventor of new art, in Latin, Ars Nova. Um, we're talking about the Ars Nova in France. Several versions of a treatise from uh, 1320 representing Vitry's teaching through perhaps not written by him and with the words, this completes the Ars Nova of Magister Philippe de Vitry, implying the Ars Nova is the title of the treatise, and Vitry is the author. The term Ars Nova has come to denote the new French musical style inaugurated by Vitry in the 1310s and continued through the 1370s. So Ars Nova proceeded from two innovations in rhythmic notation described in the Ars Nova treatise and in treatises by Jehan de Meurs, a mathematician and astronomer as well as a music theorist. The first innovation allowed duple, imperfect, basically, a division of note values along the traditional triple, which are perfect, division. The second provided for division of the semi-brief, formerly the smallest possible note value, into minims. Uh, the, result, the resulting system offered new meters and allowed much greater rhythmic flexibility, including for the first time syncopation. Around 1340, Demir's discussed another innovation, mensuration signs, symbols that are ancestors of modern time signatures. Ars Nova, however, was not liked by everyone. Uh, Jacques de Liege, I think I'm saying that right, vigorously defended the ancient art, Ars Antiqua, of the late 13th century against the new innovations. The earliest musical works to exemplify the Ars Nova are the motets of Philippe de Vitry. He used an idea called isorhythm. So the basic idea of isorhythm, arranging durations in a pattern that repeats. It was not new in the 14th century, but it was applied different, more complexly, and larger. Another important vocabulary word is the technique called hocket, in which two voices alternate in rapid succession, each resting while the other sings. Passages in hocket appear in some 13th century conductus and motets, and are frequently used in 14th century isorhythmic works in coordination with recurrences of the Talia. Something else about Ars Nova um, is the greater prominence of imperfect consonances in comparison to earlier polyphony. Although thirds and sixths still needed resolution to be a perfect consonance, they could be sustained and their resolution could be delayed. The more frequent use of imperfect consonances in 14th century French and Italian music can give it a sweeter sound to the modern ears than earlier polyphony from the continent. Yet open and parallel octaves and fifths were still common, distinguishing this music from the Renaissance practice of the 15th and 16th centuries. Another name that you should probably know when learning about Ars Nova um, was the leading composer and poet of the French Ars Nova period, which was Michaud. 
Um, his support by royal and aristocratic patrons allowed him time to produce over 140 musical works, mostly settings of his own poetry, along with almost 300 other poems. From about 1350 on, he gathered all his works and manuscripts prepared for his patrons. These collections show Michaud's awareness of himself as an individual creator in stark contrast to the anonymity of most 13th century composers and his desire to preserve his creations for posterity. He composed in most of the genres then current, from motets to secular songs and a survey of his music also serves to introduce us to the main types of Ars Nova composition, the first being motets. Most of Michaud's 23 motets date from relatively early in his career. 20 are isorhythmic, based on tenors from chant, and 3 use secular songs as tenors. Like other motets of the time, Michaud's are longer and more rhythmically complex than earlier examples and often include hocket and isorhythmic passages in upper voices. The four, four voice, motets show a knowledge of Vitry's motets and an apparent attempt to outdo the older composer in structural complexity. The second main type of Ars Nova composition is Mass. Um, Michaud's Mass of Our Lady was one of the earliest polyphonic settings of the Mass Ordinary, probably the first polyphonic Mass to be written by a single composer and conceived as a unit. Michaud intended it to be performed with one singer on each part, like most polyphony at the time. He, com he apparently composed the work in the early 1360s for performance at a mass for the Virgin Mary celebrated every Saturday at an altar of the cathedral in Reims. After his death, an oration uh, for Michaud's soul was added to the service and his mass continued to be performed there well into the 15th century. Through the 13th century, chants from the Mass proper were set polyphonically much more than the ordinary chants. But in the 14th century, there are numerous settings of ordinary texts by French, English, and Italian composers. Most were set as individual movements that could be freely combined with others in a service, and a few were gathered into anonymous cycles. Michaud's Mass builds on this tradition, but treats the six movements as one composition rather than separate pieces. The third is monophonic songs. Michaud's monophonic French songs continue the Trouvière tradition, and most are on the subject of love. They are performed as entertainment in the courts and elite circles around Michaud. Of his 19 lays, a 12th century form akin to the sequence, 15 are monophonic and 4 include polyphony. A more popular genre was the verile, one of the three form fixes in which text and music have particular patterns of repetition, uh, including a refrain. The typical verile has three stanzas with the refrain at the beginning and after each stanza, with a specific pattern. Most of Michaud's verile's are monophonic, but eight are polyphonic. Another major innovation of the Ars Nova period was the development of polyphonic songs, or chansons, which is French for songs, in treble-dominated style. In this style, the upper voice carrying the text, called treble or cantus, is principal line, supported by a slower-moving tenor without the text. To this essential two-voice framework may be added one or two other untexted voices, a contratenor, in the same range as the tenor or less often, 
a fast-moving triplum in the treble range. Recent scholarship suggests that Michaud intended all the parts to be sung, with the lack of words and supporting voices making Cantus stand out as if in relief. Some modern performances sing the text in all voices or use instruments on untexted lines. That Michaud wrote the Cantus before the tenor, reversing the normal order of composition in earlier polyphony, is indicated by the appearance of one of his verilets. More sweet, ce je ne vous as a monophonic song in an early manuscript and joined with a tenor voice in later ones. The other two form fixes are uh, ballad or rondeau, and these three genres tended to differ somewhat in subject matter as well as in form. Ballads were most serious, appropriate for philosophical or historical themes, or for celebrating an event or person. Um, Rondeau centered on themes of love, and Verile often related descriptions of nature to feelings of love. All of the form fixes were derived from genres associated with dancing, as evident by their use of refrains. A ballad consisted of three stanzas, each sung to the same music and each ending with the same line of poetry, which serves as a refrain. Um, Rondeau resembles the ballad in Verile in having a refrain, but differs in two significant ways. It only has one stanza rather than three, and the refrain is in two sections and includes all the music. Thanks for listening to episode four of Early Music Gets the Worm. This was chapter six, pages one through 16. Um, the rest of 16 through 29 will be part two with Madeline Young. And so that's up next. Thanks.